Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2042. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the La Jolla Concorde Elegance. It takes place April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the beautiful La Jolla Cove. I'll be there. Looking forward to it this year. To learn more and purchase tickets, go to the La Jolla Concorde. Com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm back in my hometown, beautiful La Jolla, California, with a very special guest by the name of Kellen Porter. Kellen, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Absolutely, Mark. Let's get this going. We'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Kellen? I think the one that typically stands out, because if you uh, see me, I am very Irish looking by descent, but I went to high school in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Uh, and yeah, my dad start, had uh, founded the first American high school in Saudi Arabia in the city of Dahran. And so I went there for all four years of high school before moving on to UCLA. Oh, no kidding. My father worked in Saudi Arabia for four years after he uh, left uh, the U.S., uh, sold his architectural firm, and he went to work for Bechtel, that little uh-huh. that little company. And okay. Yeah, and uh, he had a job there designing beach homes for the Saudi family and princes. So wow. imagine designing beach homes with unlimited budgets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Saudi's come a long way in terms of real estate, which is, of course, the field that I'm in. And, and we have a Sotheby's International Realty there now, I think, as of 2018. So certainly getting a little more progressive. When I was there, um, it, was, it wasn't quite as progressive as I think it is now, yeah. but still a really uh, interesting and eye-opening experience. Yeah, he was there in the late 70s, actually early 80s, actually, uh, when he was working there. And a very fascinating time in his life, for sure. So, And he got to work on some pretty extraordinary homes there, too. So uh, kind of fun fun stuff. Well, let's talk about your world. We're going to talk about your world of real estate and the La Jolla Concourse. So let me give you a proper introduction. Kellen Porter is the Vice President and General Sales Manager in San Diego County at Pacific Sotheby's International Realty, who, along with LPL Financial, are the exclusive sponsors for the La Jolla Concorde Elegance. Their office is located in the heart of beautiful La Jolla, California, within walking distance of the Concorde that takes place down at the Cove. He and his team are a global luxury real estate company serving high net worth individuals who are attracted to automobiles and exclusive fine homes, hopefully with really big garages. Kellen is an avid automotive enthusiast who loves to help agents succeed at their highest levels. We'll be back in just a moment to learn more about his life and cool houses and cool cars but first a word from our sponsors so give them a little love and we'll be right back i love covercraft's new five layer all climate cover it was developed and engineered for 
anything Mother Nature can throw our way. It's very soft, breathable, and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces, providing maximum UV, rain, dust, and snow protection. Add their gust guards for windy conditions for extra protection. Their five-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word yeah, Y-E-A-H, Two one at checkout. Yeah, twenty one at covercraft.com. Covercraft protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, Kellen, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper in the corner. First, about your life in real estate. Now, Sotheby's is a name that is aligned for us car people with car sales because they also do car auctions and so forth. I've had many people from that part of the business. But Pacific Sotheby's International Realty, you guys deal in some really, really cool homes. So let's talk about how you got into the business and what it is you guys do there to help people who have the means to buy really special homes can find the homes of their dreams. Absolutely. I I feel you kind of gravitate towards an industry that is compelling to you. And going back to my time in the in the Middle East, I was actually in Dubai that I really started to fall in love with architecture, right? And and thinking, and I thought, uh, you know, I, I spoke Arabic, read and write it, um, don't look the part, right? And so going to UCLA, continue to study it, and and I had ambitions to end up uh, selling commercial real estate in Dubai. Graduated out of a into a wonderful economy in two thousand eight, nine, Ooh, and ten. Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Talk about indoctrination by fire! Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, and and you know had the ambition to say, well, why don't I get into commercial real estate right now? Which in in Los Angeles, so um, kind of learning the ropes in maybe one of the toughest jungles out there in terms of real estate. But did really enjoy it. Still had the the ambitious plan of ending up in the Middle East, and then 
Um, as, as some of us fellas do, I chased a girl up to Aspen, Colorado instead. Oh, those girls, and, they can always do it to <laughs> us, can't they? You know, they can. Yeah. And I had to leave my Lexus SC 400 back in California. <laughs> something all wheel drive. So that was, that was a bummer. Yeah. But uh, Aspen's not bad, dude. <laughs> but Aspen's not bad. You know, that's, uh, Aspen allowed me to, to fall more in love with Aston Martins, but uh, moved up there and, and pivoted into the uh, residential space and everything in Aspen is luxury. I mean, to you know, in terms of a price point, I think the average, the median home price was about four and a half million dollars. Oh. And, you know, I, I went up there thinking, oh, I'm this L.A. commercial real estate agent guy. I'm just going to go there and knock their socks off and got up there and realized about seven people own all the commercial real estate. And I was not one of them. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different world too. commercial real estate, you know, tilt up concrete buildings to high end luxury homes in Aspen mountains. Yeah. Different world, different world. And, and learned a lot, got in with a great boutique there. A couple guys had been there for, you know, 40 some odd years selling real estate and had uh, joined forces just the about two months before I, I joined up with them. Learned a ton. Really, really loved it. Um, Aspen's a, a town like no other. And one of the brands there that was, you know, a significant player was Sotheby's International Realty, the Aspen Snowmass brand. And they've always been kind of circling my world for for a very long time. And I was with my boutique and, and knew a lot of the uh, individuals at Sotheby's International Realty. And, you know, we flashed forward six, seven years now. And uh, I joined up with Pacific Sotheby's International Realty in San Diego. So how different was that going from Aspen to San Diego? Because you're also in a beautiful part of San Diego where I was fortunate enough to grow up, La Jolla. Of course, you got Rancho Santa Fe right up the road, all the beach communities that back when I was a kid, those were all the cheap homes north of La Jolla. <laughs> now they've become the expensive homes in addition to La Jolla. So what kind of transitions did you have to make in how you service clients when you went from Aspen to the beach? Well, and, and, you know, I grew up in California, so it was, it was coming home. I grew up in Newport beach and, and was very familiar with, with the coastline. Um, and there was a little stop in between where I went to Aspen to Denver, Denver for another three years. And I was running a couple different Keller Williams offices and also had a sales team, uh, across the state of Colorado. And then my dad got sick and in, into, well, he got sick in, you know, 2014 Alzheimer's by 2018, I wanted to spend more time with him. And that's what facilitated my move back to California, which was great to be able to spend, you know, his, his last couple of years, a little bit closer to him. Yeah. He also a uh, big car enthusiast. He turned me on to the Volvo P 1800, oh. which, uh, oh, yeah. which he had two of them. Oh, really? Wow. He cannibalized one and turned the other one into a cherried model, but it didn't quite happen for dad. Uh, still a great, super fun car that, that I loved, but Getting back to you know the the question of the difference, um, there there's a difference in in terms of the the type of home that you see. But at Pacific Sotheby's International Realty, and really throughout my career, I believe the in the concept that luxury is an experience, not a price point, right? And so delivering the highest level of uh, client care and, and customer service to our clients is what really matters. So. The license is a little different. It's more difficult to obtain in California. I'd already had it once before, um, but the the game is the same. And the and the clientele I've been fortunate to work with, uh, really diverse clientele uh, in the upper echelon of the wealth spectrum, um, and pretty much everywhere that I've been. 
So how long have you been uh, at your current office? I joined there in February of 2021. So just over a year now. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I started out, I was in the, the metro region um, overseeing a, a handful of offices and apparently they liked me a little bit, Mark. Uh, promoted me in, in about uh, five or six months to the vice president of the whole region. Wow. Congratulations. That's spectacular. Yeah, very fun. Now, I know that Pacific Sotheby's International Realty has been a key sponsor along with LPL Financial to the La Jolla Concord. And obviously, when you think about that, okay, it's a car show. Why is a real estate company getting involved in a car show? Well, obviously, people that are involved in collector cars, high-end cars, sports cars, all the different aspects uh, have some income assets that they will also spend on a beautiful home. So what is the Concord for you guys? And I know you're going to be down there for the three days. I'm going to be there this year as well. Well, uh, what does the Concord mean for you guys as far as talking with potential customers, clients, and so forth? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the Concord is our event. The, the reality is the Concord d'Elegance is a global experience that drives people to La Jolla. And we are a global real estate company, you know, specializing in luxury properties, certainly delivering on the luxury experience that we talked about earlier. But so many of our clients are high net worth individuals that are attracted to this love, these type of cars, collector cars. Uh, we've got the auction house as well. And so this event, really, the, the clientele who come out to this event are our target audience in terms of who we service in La Jolla and in many other parts of the world. Um, it just so happens that our flagship office uh, sits in a prominent location in the middle of La Jolla, and we get to kick off the the whole the whole darn thing with the Ferrari event on Friday, which is going to be I'm probably going to be standing over in the corner drooling like a little kid <laughs> all all along prospect that you know they're going to have owners of Ferraris parking their car. We'll have a couple in our showroom. They've got a great kind of retro theme where they're where the uh, bartenders are going to be dressed like 70s flag girls from the Ferrari days of the past. I mean, it's going to be quite a spectacle and a really fun way to start a what promises to be an, an incredible weekend. And I'm excited about this because I've been to La Jolla Concord many, many times, going back to almost the first ones. And Michael Dorvier, who's the co-chairman of the event, uh, was a guest on Monday. Yesterday's show was, of course, Chuck Spielman, who's the guy who started the whole thing way back when, has an amazing collection of cars. And this new venue that you guys are doing this year, I think it's pretty cool because in years past, you've had the big gala dinner uh, mm -hmm. in the evenings. But this time it's open to more the public and then yeah. it's supporting all the stores and the uh, commercial entities in La Jolla. So the all the beautiful galleries will be open, the stores. So And it's nice because if you have a spouse that's maybe not into cars, they can be looking in the stores while you and I are drooling on the Ferraris, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, it's a it's a great event that, that brings people to a really imaginative place La Jolla in its location and you know this because because you've been down here you know that it, it is even within the county of San Diego a place like no other and so there's art and uh, exhibits there's there's watches we're excited to announce that the, the auction house of Sotheby's is actually going to be involved in the event and oh, bring really oh cool absolutely and bringing um, a couple people there who who will be able to appraise jewelry. I mean, it's just it goes so much beyond 
the collector cars, although those are the star of the show, right? But La Jolla for three days will become the center of our universe, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, and La Jolla, of course, is known as the jewel, and it definitely is and always kind of has been, even going back to the days when I was a little kid and it was kind of a sleepy little community. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really grown up and uh, come of its own. So there's a lot to do there. So for you listeners, this is a destination type concours. I kind of call it a mini pebble beach, if you will, because of the location where it sits above the water. Absolutely spectacular. The, everything about it is wonderful. So if you go to uh, LaHoyaConcours.com, you can find uh, places to stay, wonderful hotels. Definitely is a place to be. And now that we're all kind of getting out there more and they're freeing us up a little bit after this disastrous two years of COVID, time to get out and enjoy a life for sure. You know, I like to ask people about what I call driving inspirations, Kellen, people that have been key mentors or influential people in your life that have helped you either in your life or your career. Is there somebody like that in your world? I have been just so incredibly fortunate in my career with the people that I've gotten to get into business with. One of my earliest mentors in, in Los Angeles, um, getting into uh, real estate, a gentleman by the name of Tony Giordano. Uh, he'd written a book called The Social Agent. And this is, you know, around 2012, 11, 12. And there weren't as many realtors on social media, on Facebook, Instagram didn't exist back then. But he had this concept that you can use social media to connect with a larger audience and certainly a global audience. And um, he, you know, he wrote this book, but set it up in such a way that it was easy to follow. And it's something that I grasped onto. It's something that helped me throughout my career in terms of sales, in terms of training. Uh, and we're still great friends to this day. You know, it was uh, uh, in his wedding and at his bachelor party. After that, I mean, I've, I've gotten to work with, you know, some of the top realtors in, in the entire nation, both at, at Keller Williams and, and at Sotheby's International Realty. I had the great fortune of the people that I did get into business with in Aspen, Bill Sterling, who'd been the mayor, call him the Silver Fox, big white <laughs> afro. He was certainly a mentor to me. Dale Potvin, who unfortunately passed away uh, in 2016, uh, another just incredible mentor that that I had the great fortune of being with. And, and I think one of the, the coolest uh, mentors, uh, I call her my Buddha from time to time, and, and you know her is Wendy Purvey, mm -hmm. right? And Wendy Purvey is the president of Pacific Sotheby's International Realty and, and really our, our COO as well. But she's so much more than that to anybody who knows the brand Sotheby's International Realty. She was at the company when there were about six other people. Right. So everything you see in terms of the luxury presence, the international reach, the style guide, what Sotheby's International Realty looks like. She created that as the chief marketing officer, um, you know, early 2000s. And she was there for 10, 11 years and then got into some consulting work because she spent more time with her family. And one of the consulting gigs was out here in, in San Diego. And our owner, uh, locally born and raised in Point Loma, Brian Arrington, had the foresight to say, I don't need you just consulting. I need you to help me run this thing. Yeah. And, and, and they did. And they've, and they've done a fantastic job taking it over in uh, late 2018 and really turning around the company to where, you know, we had one of our best years last year um, selling $6.8 billion in volume. I mean, Holy yeah, cow. just incredible, incredible years. Uh, and this one's looking great as well. So it's such a fortunate opportunity. Again, I, you know, I really have been super lucky with the people that I've gotten to be in business with and learn from. 
Well, you know what, Kellen? I'm not so sure it's luck. I think it's uh, astuteness in realizing a situation you put yourself in and then seeing an opportunity or, or a road there. I'm not a real believer in luck. I think it's when uh, you recognize uh, opportunity and preparation kind of collide into each other a little bit. So uh, no doubt you've had some of that, but you've certainly had some wonderful people to work around. And uh, that is that is the way to go through life. Mom was right. Surround yourself with the right people. That's it, right? You never want to be the smartest person in the room, right? And so absolutely (laughs) looking for those opportunities left and right. Well, wonderful, wonderful thing there. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors again. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about perhaps a challenge. You touched on a few of those earlier, getting out of college and going into a career when you had to. Holy cow. But I kind of went through the same thing in the early 80s. There was a bit of a recession going on down there in Southern California. So you just kind of Learn as you go. So we'll be right back. Keep the seatbelt cinched. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS yeah when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Kellen, let's talk about this. And the reason I bring up big obstacles, challenges, even big failures that people who are guests in the show here faced is more about the learning lesson, how you took that valuable lesson forward in a positive way. So maybe take us on a little bit of a, a bumpy ride. Absolutely. I mean, where do I start? I feel like part of my success story is amounted from consistent failures, Right. And well, that's I, the real yeah. estate world. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys are the ones who put these cycles in place just so you teach yourself not to get too cocky when things that's get a little right. too good. <laughs> that's right. You know, and I, and I really truly believe in failing forward. I think that I've made, you know, a lot of mistakes um, in my career. Then one of the one of the traits that I find most most aligning myself with is, is this idea of resiliency. 
and my my dad used to say that I was irrepressible, which was his word, and, and <laughs> nice. I lo- and I loved it. It's nice flattering, word. but you know, I think that um, challenges are going to arise. Whether it's me coming out of of college at UCLA and in a very difficult economy and trying to navigate my way, I remember the first commercial company I interviewed with was like, "Wait, you want to get into this right now? <laughs> yeah, are you crazy, are kid? You crazy? <laughs> like, do you know what you're doing?" And you know, that was a, a role where. My job was to take a three-ring binder and and this this is old school paper and look through the clients and set appointments every single day and I did that I did that honestly for my first eighteen days of working at the company I set an appointment and then at the same time I was bartending right I was trying to get my my footing I was working multiple jobs and I had to get to my bartending shift and this is when I lived in LA and the bar was two miles away from my commercial office. Yeah, which and, takes an hour in LA. Which takes an hour and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, I went into the office kind of sheepishly and said, you know, I, I wasn't able to set an appointment today. And uh, the owner of the company just laughed. He said, Kellen, nobody sets an appointment every day. <laughs> oh, but, thanks oh, for telling me, boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. So, you know, and, and that and that pushed me into an element where, you know, then I, it, it, it honestly gave me a little bit too much permission. And so I slowed up. I said, well, I don't need to set an appointment every single oh, day. Oh, I see. Back. I can do this. And eventually I got to the point where I thought, you know, am I going to be a real estate professional or am I gonna, going to be a bartender with a real estate license? Yeah. Like an actor in LA with a bar license. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. But, you know, what I wanted to do was in real estate. And so there have been several times where I've had to shift and pivot where um, I've had really great years and then blown through the money. I think my why that powered me when I was young was fast cars and fast money. And I found them both, you know, as, as I've gotten older, wiser, uh, more aligned with what I want to do in the world. It's to create opportunities of abundance for people I'm in business with so they can create better lives for their families. And that's what motivates me today. And so failure will allow you to get there. Yeah, boy, it does. Yeah. Teaches you that the old school of hard knocks is definitely part of it. You know, when you think about a bucket list item for you and for Pacific Sotheby's International Realty. Looking ahead, what is the basic premise of your company and how you approach and look at defining and helping people find their dreams? Because that's really, you're like the seller of high-end cars. Nobody needs a high-end car, but they dream to have one. Now, some people might argue that, yeah, I need a beachfront home in La Jolla. Not really. You need a home that protects you, but you guys fulfill dreams. So what does that bucket list uh, future goal look like for your gu- your company and what you do for people? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought about this question quite a bit and wondered, you know, can I quantify it? Is there a number in terms of sales? You know, 6.8 billion is great. The, the idea of 10 billion, that that tickles around my head and, and certainly <laughs> oh, that be that would be an exciting feat. And the reason it would be exciting is not because it's some arbitrary number, because at those levels of production, what you're looking at are real estate agents who've chosen to align themselves with with our brand, who feel like we give them the support that they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. And based on our selective hiring process, where we don't take everybody who has a real estate license, we really choose the people that we want to be in business with. I see that equating to people on average in our company earning, you know, upwards of $250,000, $300,000 per year. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of money for a lot of people. And it's, you know, money's only good for the good that money can do, right? And so when we get to some of those higher level goals, 
what we're really saying and what we're really doing, what we're delivering on is helping people create a life by design versus a life by default. But that's really, I think, the the biggest thing that, that we want to do every single day is just continue to get better as a company, continue to have higher levels of support. Our clients on, on my leadership side are our agents, and we want to emulate or style for them um, what it looks like to go out and and give the best customer client care to their clients out there who are purchasing our properties. Well, and your clients expect above, way above, way, way, way above average service and care for what they're doing because they're spending some very, very hard-earned dollars to, to live in these homes and be able to afford these homes. So, And the, the term, just the word Sotheby's has a nuance about it because of the history of Sotheby's and auction houses and so forth. So uh, I always found it interesting that Sotheby's has expanded and evolved. And of course, those of us in the car world know about the Sotheby's car auctions and the wonderful cars that you can find there. So uh, very cool brand that you guys are building and have built there. I love it. Let's talk about your special vehicle story. I'd love for you to share maybe a special vehicle in your life and uh, and maybe a little story about that ride. Mm. You know, I... I think maybe maybe it's the nostalgia getting the better of me, but I've, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun cars. I go back to working on that 1971 P1800E, mm. right, with my dad and just a very cool car. Um, had the little turbo engine button, you know, like it was a James Bond car or yeah, something like yeah. that. It's it's like the overdrive button, I think, is, is uh-huh. what it was on the dash. And I mean, from time to time, you know, paint would come and go. We'd get that thing rolling. We were we were scrapyarding for, for pieces for it, getting a new grill here and there. But it was such a fun little four speed on the floor deal. It was just so cool. And I loved it. You know, it, it ties back to, to my dad. It was a car that he loved and had for years and years. I am a little mad at him. Apparently, he had a 65 cherry red fastback Mustang that he left on an overpass in 1968. And I don't know how you do that. What? So we got phone <laughs> to pick there because that would have been a great car to, to be able to work on and have fun yeah. with. But no, I, I think that that P1800, it was it was the first car that I loved. Right. And I think it had to do with with the person who who was there. Well, it's such a special car. And I think back to when I was a kid, the TV show, The Saint. And that's what he drove. But those cars are so they were really bizarre when they came out. And and bizarre, I mean, in a good way, because Volvo is always this kind of big, clunky safety car, boxy thing. And all of a sudden they come out with this insane looking (laughs) sports car. Yeah. You know, and you go, what? And uh, I think it was uh, Pele Pedersen who designed that car. And you don't see many around because sadly, most of them all rusted away. Yeah. You know, I think they were rusting on before they even got here uh, from the ones that I've seen. So <laughs> finding a good one that isn't gone. I used to work with a, a creative guy who had one and uh, they're cool. I like the station wagon version of those. Oh, yeah. That's the second one that dad got. He got the station wagon version. Oh, really? Oh. Was for him to cannibalize that one and put it into oh, okay. other one or get some of the pieces off it and, and you know get get this one, but instead he just kept them both and kind of kept them in middle condition on each one of them. Um, yeah, that station wagon version is very cool. Yeah, I think they're really fun. I have a, a BMW M3 and I've had it for a long time when my son was younger, and it's got a what's called a sport button, which uh, radically changes the performance of that car. And I remember yeah. sitting with my son, he goes, "Dad, can I push the sport button? Push it." And the car kind of you know bolts. So 
Yeah, that uh, that button on I'd forgotten about that button on those cars because Roll I up. I had a friend in high school his mom had one and I used to wax it for her and take care of it and uh, I remember one time going what is that thing what <laughs> what is that button yeah. for so overdrive yeah it's also the only car that I've ever run out of gas with because the gas gauge wasn't working and I was about three miles from home in Paso Robles and. Uh, didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah, we've all done that. No yeah. harm, no foul. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here a little bit, Kellen. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. If you woke up and you were manifest as a car or reincarnated as a car, uh, as my last guest used those words, I thought it was kind of cool. Reincarnated, great pun. Reincarnated. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to change yeah. the way I phrased this question for that one. What would you be, but more importantly, why? So this one, the answer that I want to to give is that I'm an Aston Martin, right? Okay. Uh, B12 Vanquish. But I think that's what I want to be. Okay. Yeah, which is different than the question. Yeah. Which is different than the question. And so, you know, I I think it's a good question. It's got to be a a reliable vehicle. Okay. I want to be reliable, irrepressible, right? So I like that word. I have something to it. You know, I don't know that I can pinpoint. What should I be? Well, here, maybe I can help you get here, Kelly. Okay, so let's start with maybe uh, a region. So you're kind of an international guy. I mean, in the Middle East and so forth. So I would say you don't have to be a domestic car. You could be something more international, which opens things up. Now, you mentioned the word uh, Aston Martin, which is British. So maybe you've got some ancestry that ties you back to that island. I don't know. Am I going in the right direction? Maybe You are. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, okay, so let's so talk about Irish, but I mean, yeah, okay. Porter's a British surname, so sure. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, Kellen, there you go, of course. So if you think about British cars, uh, Aston Martin, of course, MG, Austin Healey, Rolls Royce, Bentley. I mean, there's some pretty cool cars. So if we had to narrow it to maybe a car in England, do you, are, you have any kind of uh, sense of meaning of any of those marks? You know, that's a that's a great point. I think that if I looked at it like that and we really went down that road and I said, what is a car that feels like me? I There's a Triumph? I, a nice- there is a Triumph. If I was a if I was a motorcycle, I'd probably be the Triumph. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanna I wanna go a little more obscure All right. and go with can we be a Lotus? Of course you can. Yeah. Lotus you know, is cool. Lotus Aura, like, uh, I mean, GT, something like that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen them in orange when I had hair. Now I'm <laughs> now bald. When I had hair, I was a redhead. So oh, okay. it feels like you got to have a car that can be red or orange. Yeah. I mean, you can go a Bentley Flying Spur, but um, I like Lotus. I okay. want to be a Lotus. Let's a Lotus. Do that. Okay, well, that kind of makes some sense. Yeah, well, I, I can usually <laughs> get my my uh, guess there. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. So, and everyone listening knows I love orange because I've got a 87 Porsche Turbo that's metallic orange Ooh. that I call my orange crush. So uh, since I do have a little bit of a crush on that car, so I like it. Yeah, Lotus yep. is cool. First brand of car I ever raced back when I was vintage racing was a Lotus. So uh-huh. uh, it goes back to a good place in my heart. So let's talk about great reading, great books. Is there a great book? you'd like to share with our listeners? There are several books that I think are are awesome for a multitude of reasons, but I feel like so many of the books that, that I could just jump off would be leadership quality. Mm-hmm. One of the best books that I read that I think gives you an understanding of how to um, run a company, uh, run a life and put it all together, but is not a, you know, not your typical John Maxwell, this type of thing. Siddhartha by Herman, by Herman Hess. And um, I think that it 
tells the story of, of resiliency, of, of getting things accomplished in a difficult time. And, and uh, I think everybody should read it. You know, no one's ever recommended that book, which is pretty cool. I love it when I get new books recommended here. I'm big on books. And I mean, that's kind of a classic, if you will. And I've uh, even created a place on my website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 2,000 books listed there. Your book will be there as well, as well as on your show notes page for people to go by. I read a horrific uh, study the other day done by a British company, and it was about perceptions of of people and things and so forth. And one of the things that they mentioned there was in the United States, they said about 70% of the people in the U.S. have not even read one book in the last year, which wow. I found horrifying and and really bizarre. Our family, we tend to read books. My wife devours books and my son's the same way. In fact, he's writing his first book right now, but that's a great one. Siddhartha by Herman Hess. I'll make sure I put that list there. Now we're going to go on the ultimate drive. I've got an unlimited amount of money. I'm your dream client. You know, the guy that comes to you and says, I have no budget. Find me the best. Yeah. I'm that yeah. guy today. Okay. In fantasy. I wish I could come to you and say, find me the best home in La Jolla. That would be <laughs> nice for sure. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. Doesn't matter what it is, but you're going to go on a drive and you're going to get to go with anybody living or someone who's passed and you can be driving anywhere. So what does that ultimate drive look like for a guy like you? Ah, what a great question again. I think that uh, the Coast Highway 1 up to Big Sur yeah. is one of my favorite drives that you can ever do. And you can see tropical waters that are just beautiful all over um, that or or Monaco, right? Uh, yeah, the Mediterranean. It's yeah. on the true bucket list to get out there for Formula One. I haven't done that yet. I think I'm going to go to Austin uh, for my birthday next year. In oh, October. Coda. Great track. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I think, you know, between Monaco or, or Big Sur, you know, driving as much as I'll probably end up getting a uh, – Tesla Roadster plaid whenever they come out and said I can go zero to 60 and like, I don't know, probably neck breaking like 1.8 by the yeah, time. I know, crazy. <laughs> Ludicrous mode. <laughs> I, I drive a Tesla now and I, and I should say, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful car. Yeah, they're fast. It's, it's more of a computer on wheels, I think, yeah, than, yeah. than anything else. The, the tech is, is kind of unrivaled at this stage. And with gas prices where they are, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a benefit right now. Definitely. Especially in California, you poor guys are getting walloped. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. But I think I think you you know I've always wanted to own a Aston Martin Vanquish, mm. and so I'm in an Aston Martin Vanquish. I'm driving you know through Monaco, and rather than pick the obvious, my my dad, another motivational influence, sports figure in my life was Kobe Bryant. Okay, yeah, you know, considering that he passed so. Yeah. Uh, tragically, it would just be it. It was always a goal to to listen to him. You know, I think he had insights, and they weren't always as apparent because he was such a dominant basketball player. He could kind of come across more aggressively, less insightful. But I I've read his book, and and I feel like he has some incredible insights that I take with me today. So that would be an incredible drive. For me. Oh yeah, horrific loss. Uh, he and his family and the friends. I was just, yeah, it was devastating. So that sounds like a wonderful, wonderful trip. So I'll get to work on that. See if Thank I can you. make that all happen. Right. People ask for impossible things. Why do I offer such a question? <laughs> it's a nice place to go, though, in mind. So you've taken us on a wonderful trip today, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you down there in La Jolla at the La Jolla Concord Elegance. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of wisdom, inspirational quote, mantra, or something that has meaning for you? Absolutely. I think that 
one of the most important things if you're working in the space that I am is to do the small things right. Mm. You know, I've always looked at integrity as doing what's right when no one's around to see it. Yes. I think in our industry, in our field, it's so easy to get distracted by the shiny penny or distracted by money and not hold yourself to the highest ethical standard. And so I would say one of the things that I've learned in my career, and sometimes it, it hasn't always worked out perfectly for me, but when you can hold your head up high and you know that you've you've done the right thing or you've you've admitted your faults, you've said when you've screwed up, you haven't chosen to try to blame others that that's when you're living in integrity. And if you can do that, then the job doesn't matter. The car doesn't matter. The house doesn't matter. You are a complete person. And I think that is what have, you know, people focus on moving forward. It's a great thought. My father, I remember once when I was a kid, I was probably misbehaved or something. And he was teaching me a good, valuable lesson. He said, Mark, you never do anything in public or private that you wouldn't do in front of your grandmother. Mm. Never say anything in public or private that you wouldn't say in front of your grandmother. And it was the whole idea of, re- of what you just said. And you just said, said it a bit more eloquently <laughs> than maybe I did, but it sure has stuck with me. Yeah. That's for sure. How can people learn more about Pacific Sotheby's International Realty? Absolutely. Our website is out there and available, www.pacificsur.com. That's SIR as in Sotheby's International Realty. Um, a lot of great information there. You can connect with us on LinkedIn. You can friend me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram. My name is, is uh, facebook.com slash kellen.t.porter. And then Instagram, I'm kellenporter underscore. Um, and we also have our Pacific Sotheby's International Realty social platforms. We'd love to connect in any way that we can help your listeners um, in terms of their real estate portfolio or goals, uh, we want to be able to be that resource for them. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, last night in preparation for our talk today, I went on your website. Oh, my. You guys deal with some properties that uh, are absolutely insane. Uh, very nicely done. Uh, also, for you listeners to learn more about the La Jolla Concord Elegance, you can go to LaJollaConcord.com. Kellen will be there. I will be there. And everybody who loves cars and beautiful settings will be there. It's time to get back out and enjoy life. So I hope you all listening will join us at the La Jolla Concord, taking place April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And uh, we'll all bring our uh, microfiber fiber drool rags for that first Friday night Ferrari event as well. Kellen, thanks for being so generous tonight with your expertise and sharing your experiences with us. This is a great fun to talk. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the La Jolla Concord. Elegance. Thank you so much, Mark. Champagne on me. Oh, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. 
For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah! Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!